Hello, guys! I'm Elinka, your host, and this is Make It Count. Thank you for joining me for the third episode this year. It's going to be a good season. So, hang on tight. We are going to be right back. kind of rules here that state that we cannot be as cliche as we want to and frankly if we have to listen to what other people say this would be very judgmental thinking that it's cliche to listen to whatever music why not listen to whatever music because Well, there's no reason. So we are going to listen to whatever music because we can, because it was created and because I say so. <laughs> so if you need someone to give you permission to listen to freaking cliche music from the 90s, then go ahead and from the millennial area of this life. Aren't millennials so cute? Very, very cute. They don't even know what phones look like back in the day when we didn't have mobile phones. They don't know how to turn the dial. You have to pick up the receiver first and then you turn the dial. That's simple. Well, not for them because they are used to buttons. No, not even buttons, touchscreen. Oh my gosh, I'm so 80s, I'm so 90s, I'm so before 2000. I guess I have to accept that I am getting old. No, that's cliche, and that's judgmental. There is no such thing as judgmental, and there is no such thing as cliché, and there is no such thing as old, because there is no time. Oh my gosh, new age. Whew, new age spirituality. We are going to dive into this with the most humorous sense of humors that ever existed.
going to do a little trip on memory lane for the ones that actually know these songs because I don't know if everybody knows these songs by the way this is Venga Boys Shalala la 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 well <laughs> you got the point it was something very popular uh, around I don't know who knows? This was published in November 2009, but I think, I think they took a long ass time to publish this song because I was listening to this when I was in high school and that was a decade earlier, at least. So yeah, why not? Let's hear it. <laughs> Let's hear it. I always wondered if there is such a thing as stand-up comedy, is there a sit-down comedy? And if there is such a thing as a sit-down comedy and a stand-up comedy, then why not have a lay-down comedy? You know, the thing about spirituality is that people are taking this too seriously and... I think that they are taking themselves and their roles in this too seriously. What can we do about that? I thought that raising the vibrations meant to have fun. Because when do we have our highest vibes? Well, our high highest vibes are when we are really happy, when we are orgasming, or when we are in love. That's the highest vibes that I know of. So what happened to having fun? What happened to joking around? What happened to not taking things so seriously? What happened to not feel offended by everything that is said to you that you don't agree with? Well, there is such a thing as to agree to disagree and behave in a civil way. But, you know, from time to time, it's just good to pop out a fart and start laughing like a fool instead of pulling your pants by your belt and raising the fists. Because spirituality is surely not about fighting and drama and self of self <laughs> self absorption i'm not going to cut this out because it's supposed to be a fun night right so yes we are going to include the little bubbles and doodles and noodles and schnoodles everything that is coming is coming naturally 
in an organic fashion. It's bio. It's organic. It's God's will. It's going with the flow. All the things that you have heard so many times in lives, on Facebook, on YouTube, on everywhere tube and book that you can find regarding New Age spirituality. And this is so fun because they never, ever thought of having a moment of comedy to light up the spirits, to cheer people on, to make them feel incredibly ridiculous and very good about being incredibly ridiculous because that's the fun. Not taking things seriously, going with the flow, being naturally fun, enjoying yourself. That's when the vibes are high. That's when you get, um, when you get the inspiration. That's when you get your creative juices flowing. That's when you are happy. Happy. It's a word that I think it will vanish from this community because... For them, which should include us, you know, because we are one, or so we are told. So if we are one, them is us and us is I. Oh, I had a magnificent conversation in the wee hours of dawn with someone that confused the heck out of me. It was supposed to be simple, but it's never simple with this kind of philosophy. And it's not philosophy because we don't think anymore. We don't need to think anymore because we feel. And I, the presence I am, is not something to think about. It just is. So if you would kindly accept the invitation of some to step aside from the vessel, a.k.a. the body, the human, and just connect to your higher self, your highest perspective, your monad, then you will be able to talk in a way that you have never heard ever before. And if that is not humorous, ah. It will surely give you a major headache because, believe me, it's not an easy way. This path is not easy at all. We have been lied to. (laughs) Whoever said that it was easy, it was supposed to be organic, it was supposed to be us evolving to a higher consciousness, realizing what the heck we were doing wrong and changing consciously. Well, that was... I guess, a lot of crap, or so I've been told, because it's not that easy. You have to pass through a lot of trials and tribulations in order to arrive to that ascension, to that holy highness, where you can actually feel entitled to not judge people and patronize them at the same time. With finding ways to insult people without really taking responsibility for that 
owning the fact that you're doing that because it's not you said that it's your higher self it's your guide in spirit this is how ridiculous things have become and personally if i don't laugh about it i will surely cry or i don't know get stuck with a headache like last night because there's no way out of a conversation like this it will start with me not agreeing with something that is said and then that person whatever person that is will eventually find it in their oh bless their heart to come and talk to me about it and ask me how ever can they help me for me to not feel so fearful i have to pause here because i don't know what part of me not agreeing with certain statements makes me look fearful in their eyes what's that got to do with anything why is it always about me and since there is no me it's only i that is ever present in each and every single person of us meaning the i am presence that means that whoever that higher i am presence manifested in human form is actually you not me maybe you feel afraid because i do not agree with what you said and so instead of saying i don't understand you you say i don't understand you and the new word that came as a big bang boom slash into my face is the word overstand you like really wtf does that mean i don't know am i supposed to understand this lingo i'm not sure am i less high than you well if you want to see it that way we are not on the same level of consciousness of conscious awareness where the thought is ever present it's not human it's also animal it's also universal it's everywhere but no thought is not something that humans do it's not a characteristic of humanity is it not anymore not anymore because we have to see thought as something way way up there in order to feel good about thinking because if it's way way down here on earth in human form or in animal form or in physical form for that matter that means that it's not high enough and how oh gosh how can we get to 5d if we still think as humans 
if we still discern as humans, if we still judge. Oh, no, 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 no. Did I say judge? Oh, my gosh. Where is the Spanish, the Spanish Inquisition? Gee, no way. I can see the, the fire and the flames and the burning stakes uh, engulfing everyone who dares to judge. But what is judgment? What does a judge do? A judge is presented with a situation. This judge has at hand the rule of law and the law with all the precedents that created the law with a big L that comprises all the laws of that particular country. So a judge is discerning a situation. Is it wrong or right? Is it hurting people or is it not? Is that person guilty of a crime or is that person innocent? According to the law. The rule of law that benefits everybody in equal measure. So judgment is actually a person using their mind, their discernment, in order to resonate and declare for themselves if that situation is good or bad, right or wrong, beneficial or non-beneficial. If you don't have judgment, How can you decide? So just the word judgment is a word that describes a mental process that allows you to discern and to decide what is good for you. What you should do with your life from now on according to every single event that happens in your life. So, whoops, if you want to change the meaning of this word, why would you change the meaning of the word? You can invent a new word, because God knows that the new agers have invented tons of words or they have stripped other words that were in existence and gave them different meanings in order to, I don't know, get rid of the old grid? Jesus! Jesus is my witness. I only, only look at the greater perspective and I truly believe each time that I intervene with comments, with ideas, with inspiration, with channeling, I always, always do that 
believing 110% that I am doing some good for whoever is there to listen to this uh, and to me. Of course, many people may jump ship and say, okay, that does not resonate with me between brackets because why on earth would you say I don't agree with that? That doesn't sound right to me. I'm not sure that I understand what you're saying. So instead of saying that, we say, this doesn't resonate with me. Because all is about resonance. All is about vibes. Oh, this doesn't vibe well with me. And we're the cool kids, right? We have to, to feel lit in order to um, work through this process. And of course, it has to resonate in order to feel lit. And nothing is cool anymore. Everything is, um, well, other terms that I am not aware of because I'm not that cool. And I don't want to seem anything that I am not. So I will stand by the words that I actually learned. And, well, I do not believe that the higher self or the source minds me having exactly the experience that I am having here on earth. So whoever does not agree with me is just their experience feeling triggered, them uh, opposing resistance to my manifestation of self. And that is sad. Because we were supposed to start getting along. We were supposed to hold hands. To feel more united than ever. To really feel that oneness. But how can we feel that oneness if we are not aligned with ourselves? We have different bodies um, in the way that New Agers have expressed it. So instead of having one body with many, many, many functions, as we used to say about ourselves, our body, we say that we have several bodies. And yes, it includes the emotional body, the mental body, uh, the physical body, the energy body, all included. But why do it easily when we can get so very very minute about every single little thing. Why? So this is why I chose to get very simple, very basic and put some Venga boys to stir the spirit from this um, mental prison that is one segment 
of the new age spirituality. Will it rise and shine or will it crash and burn? Well, from our experience, nothing ever stays the same. So, we are left with big decisions to make regarding what do we want to do, what do we want to be, what do we want to experience here as humans, because here and now we can only be humans, meaning a spirit embodied, God's source, creation, in a particle living in a very, very physical human body that is, of course, accepting the animals and the plants that have spirit too. But we are talking here about the beings that create the most mayhem on this planet. And from the latest news, that was human race. Oops. Ding, 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 ding. I guess I hate a nerve. That was Mr. President, and he was singing Coco Jumbo back from 1996. Hello. <laughs> Jumping timelines, right? It's not us remembering our past our youth, our teenager years, it's us jumping timelines that sound so pompous 
and why not? We want to make this world a better place. And how else can we do it if we don't masturbate our minds until the point of exhaustion when we finally can go to rest and say, ah, I saved the world today as well. So entering the judgment Yes, the judgment. Well, let's think about what would life be without judgment. There would be absolutely no fun. How can we you know, get ourselves amused and high vibrational if we don't judge. Oh, don't judge me. Who are you to judge me? Well, that's drama. It's not judgment, it's drama. It's all about intention, folks. All about intention. What do you intend to do? Do you intend to create mayhem? Do you intend to hurt somebody's feelings? Do you intend to make them feel awkward? Do you intend to trigger? Oh, another word. Yes, but it's very nice. You know, we're talking about words and this is all about words because without words, where would we be? Can we telepathically message people something very, very funny? Well, not yet, honey bunny, not yet. For now, we still have to use words and I'll bet you whatever you want that in this lifetime, no matter how hard you try, no matter how want you want it, no matter how dreamy outer space sounds to you, you're still here on Earth. And I do not believe that in this lifetime you will get to have shits and laughter and giggles um, in a telepathic way with someone, if you're really truly honest about it. Not, in the, not if they're not in the same room, at least, and you can read their face expression, their facial expression, their body language. You can maybe then relate to them uh, in a subliminal way through telepathy and say, remember that joke that we used to say when we were together about this situation or another? <laughs> it's joke number 29. Well, it's something like that. But you will never ever in this lifetime, here and now, I predict. So I may be wrong. I always leave this space where, a huge space where I can change my mind. So, this will be the disclaimer necessary to go forward, is that I can be wrong. And whoever you are can prove me wrong. But so far, I don't see it coming. I don't see it coming. So, for now, we have to use words. And one word was, yes, trigger. Pull the trigger, pull the trigger, pull the trigger. Ah, pull the trigger, pull the trigger. Oh, mama, 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 I just shut a man down in Central Station. 
in front of the big old crowd. Yeah, well, if you're not a fan of Rihanna's, that's too bad. I filled the void with a few seconds of that. It was my pleasure and you're welcome. So, trigger. Oh, I'm getting triggered. What does that mean? You're irritated. Something stepped on your toes. Someone looked at you weird and you don't feel comfortable. Of course, why use so many words when you can say, I was triggered by this. Oh, don't say, I just remember that I had a shitty childhood. No, I was triggered because you said something. It's not my fault. Nothing is ever your fault, is it? But then a few minutes pass and we get on live on Facebook and we say, own your shit, own your shit. Well, how do we do that? We acknowledge that we have a past. We have had a lot of experiences, some good, some less. Then, here's another expression. Yeah, we have to keep count. How will we ever finish this episode if they're keeping on keeping on popping out of nowhere? Like somebody pulled the trigger and forgot to stop their happy trigger. Anyway, where was I? We were getting triggered. So, yes, own. Own whatever you can own. But owning it is not you feeling guilty because somebody said so. Owning something is saying, okay, mm, I'm looking deep inside of me. What made me react the way that I reacted? Oh, yes, I had a memory of a time ago when hmm, something went wrong and this situation is very similar to that situation and because my feelings are still very, very fragile because of whatever happened long, long ago, each time something similar happens, no matter if time has passed, because, hey, there's no time, It's not because there are different people involved with different minds, different experiences. It's just so very, very similar. You know, like a lookalike situation. It's like a déjà vu. And then, boom! You're pulled back in your past. You're pulled back in your memories of one shitty situation that made you feel very, very uncomfortable. And then instead of saying that, you say, oh, I was triggered. I have to go meditate on that. That means reflect, 
on why am I still holding on to the past? Why has this situation escalated so much that even 20 years later, I'm still between the brackets triggered by it? And everything that looks alike, I don't know. Should we go further? Or is there something more to say about this? Owning stuff. Well, owning stuff means that you take ownership of everything that you have in your inventory. Your thoughts, however twisted they are. Your emotions, however scrambled they are. Your misalignment, however funky you are. You take ownership of that. And when you actually become conscious and aware of what is going on with you, you can declare yourself aware of what is going on. And you can actually consciously act in order to change that. How do we do that? Well, by this time, you must have a list of all the things that have popped to the surface and keep popping up because you never dealt with them, you never owned them. When you own them, well, it's simple. You know that this happened, you know that feeling that you had, and you decide to not have that feeling anymore. How you decide that? Well, it's simple. You say, I don't want to feel this way anymore. And how do you go about it? Well, I realized that this happened 20 years ago. It was not good. It made me feel very fragile, very tiny, very disrespected. It made me feel like I was stripped of my dignity. And this hurts because I haven't been aware, truly consciously aware of the fact that I'm not the same person that I used to be 20 years ago. I grew up. And then you look in the mirror and you realize that you are a full-grown human being, an adult, and that the wounded child, God bless you, let me have a drink, that wounded child, a very, very used, overused, misused expression, is in fact, you in the past that has truly went through a difficult situation that nobody cared enough to address at that time and the emotional impact left behind by that situation hooked you to a set of emotions, a set of feelings, and a set of distorted memories that kept playing 
and reverberating through time and space until now. Because that hurtful event was not addressed at that time. You took it with you in your consciousness, in your subconscious mind, in your unconscious mind for a later time to come back to the surface and address it properly. To adult yourself into healing. To mother and father yourself into, into healing because the actual adults that should have acted for your best interest in in your behalf at the time when you were a child and you were wounded they didn't do anything about it or they didn't know better or they didn't know how to help you i don't know i don't know the narrative but there's always something about the adults not acting accordingly to the situation how the situation calls for acting in such circumstances so you took that with you because nobody else did anything about it and so you in your subconscious mind even thrown back into the unconscious mind you made the decision to deal with that shit later when you will be stronger wiser more capable of dealing with something so devastating that still hurts after 20 30 years this is no joke this is the real truth because hey we cannot joke about everything can we but how we phrase these things this is this is very important. The way that we use the words, the way that we repeat a certain narrative to ourselves, this is how we create the same type of energy that feeds that anger, that pain, that feeling of injustice, that feeling of being stripped naked, feeling vulnerable. So, if you want to change your life, if you want to change your feelings, you have to change your mind. And in order to change your mind, you have to start changing the narrative because you are surely not the child that you were 20, 30 years ago. Everything changes. Everything in nature changes and everything changes with us at a human level. Oh, my dog is thirsty too. Can you hear that? There's nothing more joyful than to listen to the dog or the cat lapping from um, the water bowl 
or crunching on their little crunchies and nuggets. They feel alive. They feel happy. Because when you feel happy, when you feel alive, you feel hungry, you feel thirsty, you feel desire, you feel all the good things that make you feel very, very aligned, very, very much yourself. It is when you are depressed, when you are sad, that's when you don't feel hunger anymore, you don't feel thirsty anymore, you don't feel like doing anything, lack of motivation, lack of inspiration, lack of anything. That's when you die a little bit inside. And that's the moment when your mind is stuck on repeat, on a narrative that is replaying on a loop until you decide to change the narrative. Decide that whatever has happened is not no longer true for you in the present moment. Because whatever happened and how outrageous and how terrible it was in order for you to feel so bad about it, so traumatized, hurt so much, has happened in a very, very, very tiny moment in comparison with the whole spectrum of your life. Sometimes three minutes of rape can strip you naked of decades of your life. Why? Because you keep holding on to the narrative of being a victim, the narrative of being hurt, unheard, not believed, not healed, not embraced, not encouraged, not empowered by the people that were supposed to be adults and help you through that. And I am truly, truly sorry if you went through such a terrible experience and you had no one to hold your hand and to help you mend your heart and your soul and your mind and your body from such a terrible event. But now you don't need anybody else in order for you to bring yourself back to the whole perfect being that you are. You don't need anybody to do that for you because, thank God, you finally became an adult and thank God you are free to choose the narrative. It's all about the narrative. It's all about the stories that you're telling yourself every day, every single minute of your day. For the past decades. It's time to change the narrative. So that the mind gets unhooked from. What you believe has been 
so traumatic and so detrimental that you cannot move on. But you want to move on. Your soul wants to move on. So if your soul wants to move on, who is the mind to tell your soul that is divine that you cannot move on from this? I truly believe it in my heart and soul that you can move away from this and step into a life where hurt and pain and trauma are just very, very, very distant memories that are just melting away every single day until they become nothingness in comparison to all the wonderful, marvelous things that you have accomplished, you accomplish and you will accomplish in this life with that full infinite potential that we all have. And because we have to take everything with a grain of salt and maybe a little sprinkle of pepper, let's hear it. Salt and pepper for you guys. It was back, way back when, I don't even remember when it happened, but it was surely a great tune to move your sacral chakra and your root chakra and unstuck it. Unstuck them. Yeah, both of them. You can do that again if you're still mobile and functioning at a human level, I mean. Okay.
Yes, 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 that surely was deep. It was so deep, no words were needed. Yes, this is the Chewy Dragon toy, and it's here to give us the boost of energy that we need to move on forward with another spectacular word or sentence or concept that has been thrown out so easily but so relentlessly by the New Agers. What might that be? So this was supposed to be a very humorous, funny night, and I got serious, really serious, and with a good cause, because we cannot play with serious things, and nobody in the community, however much awake and spiritual they are, should take this lightly. Messing with people's minds. That's something that should not be accepted. And this is why I feel compelled by whatever force is keeping me alive and well to call bullshit. As much bullshit as I can call at whatever time any day, any time, call me. On the line, you can call me. Call me any time. Call me, and I'll call bullshit on everything that doesn't resonate. Call me. That was a good song by Blondie, for those who remember. That's something that we can actually remember because it happened. We can actually remember the things that happen or forget the things that happen, but we cannot actually remember things that have not happened. And, well, we can invent things that may have happened in previous lives, but how many of us really, really truly remember past lives? It's not a thing um, related to whether we believe it or not. It's how much can we actually remember. Well, go ahead. Ask your guides. But only with discernment we can... sort things. What is it that comes to my mind that is actually me? What is it that actually happens in that brain of mine that is actually something actual? <laughs> this is the uncut version of actual actuality uh actually etc etc i said it oh boy let's have a drink for each time i said actual no don't go there because you may get very very 
hammered by the time I finish with this podcast. And that would be such a shame. Such a shame indeed to not be very, very much aware of (laughs) what the actual (laughs) shit I said. (laughs) Well... Okay, let's let's move on from that. What what would I say? This happens when you are um actually going with the flow. <laughs> okay, okay, you can rub my nose into this word later on. It was all about wording, right? And it comes, it comes, it comes all the time it comes because my spirit as it is, as I can feel it, is a very humorous spirit, a very light, very, very, very light spirit that enjoys having fun, even if that means to joke about myself and all the blups and bleeps and bloops that may come out of this gorgeous mouth and those magnificent lips of mine. That's just what it is. (laughs) Things that make us laugh are funny, are silly. We should remember how to be silly from time to time and not take things so seriously, but there are things that need to be addressed first before we can ever start to joke about them. And then we can have a laugh of all the crazy little things that we have been through. Now, how about some astro sex? Yes, it came out of nowhere. But it's late. It's late. I know you're weary. But my jokes cannot wait. <laughs> Astro sex, darlings. Well, if you can have real, actual sex, the best next thing is astral sex, right? But I never understood exactly what's the difference between astral sex and ethereal sex. How hot does it get? Well, we should ask specialists that are talking about divine union and how soul gets out of the body in order to unite in a very sensual, very, very hot, wowza kind of way somewhere in the air. Can you imagine that? How does that look for you? I'm not saying that this doesn't exist. I personally haven't experienced it. I haven't. Oh, maybe I'm lacking. Maybe I'm less than. Who knows? Who knows? But 
One thing that I know is that there is such a thing as fantasy sex. Is when you lay down at night and think of someone that really gets your blood pumping, and that gets you thinking about all the things that you can think of that would make you really, really, really happy. And that's not bad. Is that astral? Is that ethereal? What kind of Sex is that. Well, instead of watching lives on Facebook that play with your mind, that are just mental masturbation for little masses that are aspiring to be the one, in oneness or in separation, not sure what it is, Why not have astral sex? Why don't have ethereal sex? Why just why not just call somebody and say, "Hey dude, you're hot. Let's get it on. Let's get it on. Send me a dick pic." Uh no, please don't do that. I think I know the male anatomy as well as I can. For the time being, and I'm not looking forward to any kind of pictures like that. So, do not take this as an invitation. It's only on a need-to-know base, and it's only with a very, very select few people. Don't spread it like it's butter. It's supposed to be special. At least in my eyes, from my point of view. Whatever you choose is all right. Because guess what? It already is. Or so they say. Yes, it started with a joke. All truths have a way to come out through jokes. There is always a grain of truth in every joke. And because I was in a very humorous state of mind when I started this, I thought to myself, What can we do to uplift the spirit of our beloved friends? We can call each other friends, or brothers and sisters, or soul family, or however we want to call each other. It's the intention, it's the feeling behind these labels that counts, really. And I do not believe that the word friend is or should be in any way 
be diminished. It's not less than brother or sister. I truly believe that friends are those people who at some point touch our hearts in a very deep and significant way and remain there in our hearts always, even after they're gone physically. For me, the word friend is not something that is in a lesser category than what I would call my brothers or sisters if I had any brothers or sisters, any siblings. And friend is not less than a lover, is not less than a partner, is not less than anything. For me, friendship is really something very, very deep, very strong, a very strong connection. Friends matter. And whatever I would do for a brother or a sister, whatever I would do for a family member is something that I would try my best to do as well for any person that I call a friend. So, yes, indeed, we can call those friends brothers and sisters, soul brothers and sisters, because they mean a lot to us. And we can cultivate those relationships because any relationship, every relationship is just a dance. Like any, any type of relationship is a dance. It's a flow, it's a communication, a constant give and take. It's a constant one step forward, one step back, one step to the side and one step to the other side. And as long as we keep dancing together, we stay very connected, very connected. But even when in physical form we stop dancing for a reason or another, the soul is still dancing with the other soul. Our memories of those people that we care so deeply for never go away. Our connection does not disappear. It is still as strong as our strongest moment together. I do believe that. I don't know if this makes sense to you, but this is what came to mind right now. And I wanted to say that because even if I was in a, in a happy mood earlier, I feel that there are some things, very deep things that need to be addressed. And sometimes you start with a very deep thing and you move on to 
a very light one or vice versa. And of course, I will go back to the fact that I don't know if there is a stand-up comedy. Is there also a sit-down comedy? And why not take it further and say, let's have a lay-down comedy. A comedy where we're just sitting on our backs, gazing at the stars, and we just talk and talk and talk and start bubbling up with laughter and can't stop laughing because everything suddenly seems so funny, so ticklish, so just right. And why not have a lay-down comedy? A comedy when we actually feel so relaxed and so happy and so content in, in our state of being that we just let everything go and lay on our backs and let our hair down and find that sweet spot of lightness of being. We so need that as often as we can have it. We are so entangled in such complicated things, trying to make things happen, trying to do things, so much trying that we actually don't do anything. Instead of just being Because no matter what people say, there is a lot of effort in having Facebook lives and YouTube lives and Zoom lives and all kinds of lives and in card readings and in mediumship and in healings and in all kinds of things. But somewhere along the way, the true genuine purpose of helping others has been diluted by needs, by greedy, greedy thoughts of, oh, let's make some more money and let's make some more money. And then greed has been shifted from, oh, I'm not greedy. I just know my self-worth. Your self-worth is not stripped away from you. It's not that you're worth less or more according to the amount of money that you're charging for a service that you give. And then there is that ethical question about what are you charging for? Of course, you deserve the money. We all deserve the money. We all deserve the abundance. We all deserve whatever is necessary to satisfy at least our primary needs. 
in terms of having a place to to live in terms of having food on the table in in terms of um self-care of course we we all have those in basic needs because we have this vessel that we call body that needs some things that we wouldn't need if we were living in a spiritual world in a world where we have a light body only and this is another thing that is not laughable at all but is becoming ridiculous as we progress in the conversations about spirituality the light body we do not become light body only unless we cross over we come in a light body and we settle in a physical body and when we move away from this experience this journey called life we leave our human body and move on to another place that is not very well known not very well remembered by humans and that is our life in our light body we are never going to be both human and live in a light body we already exist as a light body wherever we are because that's our energy our soul which is a divine godly particle that moves around sometimes in human form other times in animal form other times in a natural form such as trees and flowers that is all spirit that is all light body that comes to take a certain form for a brief moment in the time universal time and why not use the word time why not believe in time because the new agers say that linear time is just a creation well that creation has been possible because spirit soul came in human form and aligned with the mental body the physical body the emotional body 
and was able to create many, many wondrous things that we take for granted and sometimes we uh, push away by resisting them because we consider them so passé. What are we creating for ourselves with this new way of thinking? What are we doing exactly? So if we're not doing anything because we don't need to do anything, that is escapism, we escape our reality by declaring that we don't need to do anything because we just are. So from this theory, from this new age philosophy, we're not supposed to do anything. We're not supposed to, to go to the toilet. We are not supposed to eat. We're not supposed to do anything. We just are like plants in a pot. But who, who is watering us? Because our plants don't need only energy. They also um, need water. They also need a fertile soil. They don't only need their own energy, they also need the sun's energy. They also need to be taken care of. The animals as well. So, who is watering us? Who is taking care of the fertile soil? It's not us. It's Mother Gaia. It's the others like us who are taking care of each other. It's divine. It's really everything taking care of everything. Everyone taking care of everyone. So even when we protest and say that we are sovereign beings, we are independent, we are just the way we are, we are the I am presence manifested in physical form, we still are part as God particles, as souls, we are part of a mechanism that takes care of itself through every single particle in existence, in human form, in animal form, in plant form, in every single speck of light. All that there is, is taking care of all that there is. In a very perfect, orchestrated way that allows us to be and to decide and to think and to talk and to move and to do and to everything and anything at once. So, if we are to get deeper in this 
philosophy in this magnificent quest for the truth, for our origins, for what we are, where we are from, what we are meant to do and what we are meant to be and asking tons of questions about our conception and uh, the core of the existence of everything that there is, some magical, wonderful questions that many, many people before us and surely even after us will will question because it's so beautiful to get lost in this maze of thoughts and to look for ways out and ways in and ways around and ways within. It's wonderful to, to be able to just lay on your back and think about everything and how it came about to exist so that we can enjoy with our consciousness everything that we see, feel, taste, smell, everything. And all the potentials of what could be, what can be, what is, what will be, and everything that was and has been. We can go on and on and on, wondering, feeling, testing, probing to see if it feels right, what feels right, what resonates, what feels true. It's a very, very charming occupation to stop things from being taken for granted. And stop for a second and wonder and be filled with gratitude for all the things that when you dissect them so minutely, you become grateful for everything that you are and everything that surrounds you. How can you, how can you not be grateful for that? Because you realize that You are part of a greater thing. You're not alone. You're not the one and only participating into a perpetual creation of realities. If you stop and really think of that, you become filled automatically with gratitude for everything that is done for you to just be and to all the things, actions and interactions and creations that you can choose to associate with in order to create change. That's just very, very charming. But... What we don't realize is that 
in order for us to be reveling in this wondrous journey of questioning and answering and creating and expanding. There are other people like us that carry a huge load How can you not be grateful for all the people that keep this world going on through so many perspectives and I don't even know how to put it really. But how can you not be grateful for all the people that keep things moving on while you just let yourself be? In order for you to let yourself be, there are people that keep carrying on the heaviness of what you despise the most. Nowadays, which is the 3D. And yes, you keep saying that we love everybody and it's all love and light, but what happened? How did you arrive to separate yourself from what you call 3D? You chose that option way back when you were only in a light body. It's not a um, journey that started with a conscious decision as a human being. It started with most often trauma and loss and feeling lost and confused and hurting And that's when you chose to engage fully in this quest because you could not accept that label of being crazy or that label of being weird or any type of label anymore. You believed, truly believed, that there is more to life than this, and you were right. But that doesn't make any of us better than anybody. Because people had to sacrifice a lot for us to be where we are and for them to be where they are. There is a lot to say about this. A lot to dig and dig and dig in order to find the real truth. The truth that is very often forgotten, put aside, hidden, 
very rarely does it come to the surface and that is just by few mentions oh yes yes i've been through a lot but here we are now we are so great yeah 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 really how can you say that you are awake how can you say that you are better than without actually saying it but you're still saying it how can you say that you have this higher purpose and you're so on this road to wherever it is taking you when when you have family that you don't know about since a very long time when you have children playing around the house that you don't care to look at because you're so busy meditating, connecting, channeling. You're so busy helping others, healing others, that you don't even see your family anymore. How can you say that you are so enlightened how can you say that you are so ascended when in actuality you can't even manage your human life which is supposed to be quite simple in comparison with all the things that are going on in the spiritual world Is it maybe that you cannot handle life as a human being anymore? And so you're disconnecting from that reality and go on on a mental trip, never-ending mental trip that gives you a new purpose. Like, okay, people say I'm crazy, but I know I'm not. So you do your thing and I'll do mine. I'm going to save the world. What are you saving? Who are you saving? How are you doing that? That is the question that keeps popping into my mind, you know, because I'm listening. I'm listening to everybody, as many people as I can. And we all, we all have very, very good insights. But unless that, unless we put those insights together, unless we we really discern what is important for us to know, what is useful for us to, to be aware of. And unless we put that knowledge to work for ourselves, for our families, for our friends, for the community, for the collective, for humankind, What's your purpose? Talking about things? That's something that is going to resolve all the crises in the world? Okay, so we are aware that we are more than just humans that come here for a little while, have a life, and then disappear into nothingness. We have established that we are so much more than that. We have established that we have past lives. We have established that 
we can communicate with spirit. We have established so many things that were there but were hidden. Now it's all out there. People know those things. But what are we getting as messages from spirit? What are we doing with those messages? It's just for us to have a, a mental, energetic orgasm that we are so gifted? Or are we actually doing something with that information? Are we... I mean, what has spirit told you to do in order to stop your behavioral patterns that have led you to very unhealthy and uncomfortable situations in life that made you feel like a never-ending hell. And how did you use the information from spirit, from your spiritual connection, from your alignment, how did you use that to ground that information and to help yourselves and others? How can you say that you're doing anything for the collective when in actuality you cannot get along with the people that are supposed to be the closest people in your life? How does that work? Because for me, if you cannot get along with your parents and your children, if you cannot get along with your siblings and with your friends, There is no point, really, in looking forward to more because you can't handle the truth. You can't handle what is. Why are you asking for more when you have already a setup in which you are supposed to thrive and you're not because you're disconnected? always looking towards something else, something else, something more, something more. What about the things that are already here, right here, right now? How do you make this current situation better? How about picking up the phone and calling the parents? How about picking up the phone and talking to your children? How about taking care of the people who are around you at this present moment? Where does this common sense come into play? Because it is really a question of common sense. When we lose our minds and we lose our common sense, The connection with spirit is not much relevant for this life. Because we cannot all be philosophers. We cannot all be healers that never actually healed anyone of anything.
where are all these healers that charge enormous amounts of money for all kinds of bogus spiritual things when we need them to heal a child that is sick with leukemia or a mother that is sick with another illness. Where is all this knowledge? All, where are all these gifts when your dearest ones are in need of that healing? That's when you have to prove to yourself that you really are who you say you are. And talking about labels, forget about that. We don't like labels. Well, guess what? If I look on your Facebook pages, you have plenty of labels. I'm healer. I'm so blah, blah, blah doing. I am a unicorn. I am... I don't know, let's get on Facebook and see what does Facebook reveal. Reiki healer. Life coach. I don't know, let's find out. Who are these people? Who are these people and what have they done to save the world? Not really. I'm just looking. Let's have a cup of of coffee or something. I know. I have labels too. I'm not judging. I'm just looking. I'm just looking. So let's see. Through my friends. Because who better to show us the way than friends, right? Okay, so we're looking into friends here. Let's see. What are the labels that pop up in the next few seconds, minutes, or whatever? Let's see. Who are these friends? What are their labels? Let's see. Let's pick someone. Okay, I picked someone with no label. That was absolutely fantastic. That's good. Kudos to you. Your spirit knows. Your spirit knows who, who you are. So let's see. Who are these people? I am a work of art in progress. Label. Next. An archangel. Wow. Leader of 
Okay, leader of something. So a leader, an archangel. We also have uh, a work of art in progress. Let's see some more. Student, teacher, watcher, seeker, transformational coach and healer. Ooh, so many labels for, labels for one person only. That is amazing. Amazing, darling. Amazing. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. What are you, darling? Let's ask this person. Who is this person? Someone that is obsessed with fear. Imagine a life without fears. Imagine being unstoppable. Imagine unlimited happiness. Ask me how. Woo! No label, but underlying somewhere deep, I'm a guru. Okay. This is what you want to be. Your label, not mine. Next. Creator of, channeler. Okay, another label. But we hate labels. We really hate labels. Ooh, yuck. Yikes. Co-owner of. Owner, operator of. Another label. These spiritual guys have more labels than the regular people. And they hate labels. Healer, channel, mentor, supporting the next generation of light. But we hate labels, right? Okay, next one. I mean, I have a lot of friends. I can go on and on and on and on. And actually, the ones who are just regular folks, who cares about regular folks, right? Those do not have labels. But here, I am the architect, not the anomaly. Another label, but we hate labels. Then again, let's go further. I mean, hey, I have a lot of friends. Hmm, very, very good friends. Very nice people, actually. But they contradict themselves. They say that they hate labels. Labels are bad. We don't like labels, but here are some loads of labels. Another, intuitive healer, energy reader, way shower. Gee, are we modest. Such modesty in the spiritual, new age spirituality. Yes. Let's see, another one. Another one bites the dust. Manages... Another label, label thing. I will not say what, but a manager of something that starts with soul. You're managing the soul. Is that so? Is soul managing you or are you managing soul? And who are you to manage anything? 
and soul, that's a big task to manage the soul. Another creator, wow, many creators. I mean, we hate labels, but we are so, so very modest about the labels that we actually use. Another one, life coach. Everybody's a life coach nowadays. What have you actually done to get those labels? Is there a special printer that I'm not aware of? So, one guy that keeps complaining about everything, he doesn't have labels. He's surely human and he's not ashamed of being only human. Another one that hates the labels, but is a manager of several several things. And also does energy medicine and does also all kinds of support and all kinds of coaching. So here we are, we have a lot of coaches. They must be really, really smart and really, really everything that we, the lesser people are. Intuitive, energy therapist, awareness coach. Another one with a lot of labels. I mean, I never said I don't like labels. I have put labels. I can put tons of labels. But at least I'm owning that. And we can go on and on and on about those, uh, those people who hate labels but are very, very fearless and shameless about contradicting themselves in a big way. So here we are. We don't need any more. I think that uh, a little sample was enough to to spike your curiosity and maybe, you know, uh, awaken the desire to read the labels that people are showing you because if someone shows you who they are over and over and over again, the only thing to do is to believe them. Cheers, darling. Another great episode. Next time I'll try to be funnier. Um, but... Somehow, reality catches up with us and hear it, make it count. We're in the business of touching base with reality from time to time. Love you guys. Until next time, be safe, be happy, be wise, be whatever you want to be, but be responsible.